0: Hey everybody, welcome to Morpheus Radio. My name is Joel Jamieson, founder of Morpheus and 8 Weeks Out. In each episode, we'll connect you with the brightest minds in recovery, nutrition, longevity, and human performance. If you like what you hear, make sure to take a few seconds to subscribe and share the knowledge. You can learn more at trainwithmorpheus.com. Now on to the show.
1: All right. We are live. Chris Duffin, welcome to Morpheus Radio, my friend. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, some good
2: conversations with you guys.
1: Yeah, you are a true renaissance man. And uh, Joel, of course, welcome back to your podcast, my friend.
0: And, yep, uh, good to be on another episode. Looking forward to talking to Chris as well. Last time I saw him, I was laying in my helicopter in parking lot and <laughs> shooting the breeze on his podcast. So here we are. Yep, here we are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right on. Uh, man. So, Chris, I've, you know been doing my my diligence on your background and uh I, it's fascinating, man. Everything you've done, um, you are inspiring in so many different ways from athletics to coaching to education to business, all of that. It's it's really uh it's really great to have you on here. And for those of us or those listening who don't really know too much about you, could you maybe just give us a brief background and uh what you've been up to for the last lifetime.
2: we'll just start with the last few. 30 seconds or less yeah Yeah. uh so a lot of people like first take get on social media and we'll see oh i'm known for being a big lifter so uh i'm the only person that's ever squatted and deadlifted a thousand pounds and i actually did it for reps uh the deadlift uh is still the standing guinness world record for the sumo deadlift Uh, but if you dig a little deeper uh people will find uh a lot more so Uh, My specialty is around biomechanics, um, rehabilitation, lots of things in that method. So my primary company is Kabuki Strength, and we make the best biomechanically sound barbells and other products, soft tissue tools, all those uh, in the world. And I don't overspeak when when I say that, Uh, you know, like 29 of the 30 major league baseball teams use our stuff, Uh, 90% of every other professional sport in North America um, big figures that have their choice of anything, you know, LeBlanc, the rest of the starting line uh, use our stuff. Uh, the Rock's got eight of our barbells. There, wear where Herberry's at, that sort of stuff. So it's any college you follow college, they, they all use our stuff. So pretty much uh, <laughs> that's the level there. Um, I also have a couple other projects, uh, which is uh, uh, when it comes to biomechanics, foot health and strength uh, is, is up most important. So I, I dabble in uh, shoe design and have a minimalist shoe company that makes the best out there uh, particularly for lifters and then my supplementation strategies things like that uh, come through a build fast formula these are all independent companies and uh, i've got an interesting story about how i got here uh, which is detailed in my best-selling book the eagle and the dragon Um, the 92nd version uh, i grew up homeless in the mountains in the wilderness in for food Dealt with a whole lot of crazy things from murderers, serial killer, human trafficking, drug running, drug abuse, all this sort of stuff makes a wild story. It'll probably be a movie, it might be in works. Um, and then uh, got a couple engineering degrees, MBA, took custody, raised my three sisters while I pursued a, a career, uh, ran automotive and aerospace manufacturing companies and stuff like that until 2015 when I said, I really need to do more what I meant to do, which is to help people live a better quality of life through development of resilience through development of strength. And so in 2015 is when I uh, founded Kabuki strength, which has grown to be a globally recognized brand. Um, two years ago, I started the other two companies and I also did my book because it's not just the physical strength. There's, you've got to have, you've got to chase it body, mind, and soul. And uh, these are really important topics around resilience and living a better, better quality of life. So I play in a lot of arenas. I'm sorry, that's kind of all over the place, but awesome. that, that's as short as I can get. So
0: <laughs> I have to yeah, ask, I wouldn't say, would say that's your normal background for someone in the strength training field.
2: It's a little it's it's a little different, but it's also how I got so you know, cause I have this like engineering mindset, this process improvement that came from the, the business world, this philosophy that I used to use, which is uh well, you know our, my main company is Kabuki, which is a Japanese name, but I use a lot of Japanese philosophy that was used in turning around Japan post-World War II. Uh so I, I have this different take, but I was also been an athlete the whole time on the side and I'm really pal. I'm really p- passionate about people understanding that if you think about my, my growth, my, my, those early trauma and stuff growing up that challenge and adversity and stress, they can be good things. They can be overwhelming if we don't manage it from a recovery standpoint, which I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of time on today, but without it, the process of atrophy starts the process of death in in all regards, body, mind, and soul, like, I don't overspeak when I I I, I talk about those things um, and I can give very specific examples to human physiology as well as other uh other living natures to, to articulate those points but sometimes it's bad sometimes it's too much but we can still use it you it just I can't you can't take away the things that you've done to destroy your body or done to the trauma that you may have had in your life that's happened but why not be able to use it whenever you can to become a stronger and better version of yourself, to walk away from a workout being prepared to handle the same load or a little bit more next time, to use that philosophy in our life. And sometimes that's where we get missed as we go, I'm this way because such and such has happened to me instead of like, I can use that, I can leverage that to become better. And then in fact, with if I don't have those things, if I find comfort, if I find the freaking easy road, if I quit going to the gym, what happens if you break your arm and put in a cast? It starts starts to atrophy. It gets smaller, and the same thing happens everywhere else in life. If you you get soft mentally, you get soft. Like if you don't have those things to challenge yourself, and so yeah, you need to turn into it, just like a workout, but not burn the candle on both ends all the time. So I have to be very clear about that with people. Like I'm not saying. You know the hustle, porn, grind, twenty-four-seven, just crush, 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 crush mentality is it? Because it's not, because <laughs> you have to have time for recovery. It's all that's how you build and stair step to the next levels. So yeah, I'm a little bit passionate about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, be interesting, Chris. I think uh, I'd love i love to hear, it, and I'm sure everyone to hear that the you talked about your transformation towards going more away from lifting crazy amounts of weight to living as long as you can, and being healthy, and feeling good. it'd be interesting to hear kind of the the big pieces of how you've done each. So I know when I was visiting you guys and you were, you were preparing for your, uh, you know, your, your squat attempt, you know, maybe talk about what it actually looks like from a training and recovery standpoint, it's a big question, but obviously, I think most people don't ever get a chance to have uh, that level of strength and don't quite understand how much work and preparation and what goes into it. Aside from just the lifting, you know, mentioned the recovery and the mental and all the other pieces that maybe just give people a small insight into what, what did it take? What was it? What did it look like? You know, from a big holistic standpoint, to to set these kind of records. Hmm.
2: Yeah, so it's uh, it's something that is a like a multi year plan, right? Obviously, I've been lifting for like thirty years, so there's a lot of pre before that. But this chasing the thousand pound deadlift and thousand pound squat was a five year process. The first year was on the deadlift, and then the last four years was around you know, once I move that load from my hands up higher on the chain, there's so much more that's going to be demanding from ability for spinal uh, stability, being able to maintain position and things like that. So it was really a multi-year plan and the last training cycle was a year. And I'll talk about a little bit about that more specifically. So um, the training concept going into that is again, like looking at, what are the, what are the qualities that needs to be developed? And that's the ability to, to really manage and control those mechanics. Uh, And so like early in the process, a year out, it's basically periodization of movement, right? So it is looking at going, well, I I need to be able to maintain spine at the TL junction, upper back, just the back strength to be able to handle this. So there's a lot of like um, bent over rows. So I'm, you know, I'm doing things that are a, an axial, a mixed a mixed vector load. So I'm hitting the you know axial up and down through the spine, but also front to back. Right. Um, I'm doing good mornings. I'm doing a lot of work with our transformer bar. So I moved from that to moving into. Uh, so I was doing front squats, things like that, more challenging. Then I moved to the transformer bar with big forward loads. Right. Getting a little bit more and more specific to what I was going to, uh, to work towards. Um, building upon those things. And then as I got closer, those other challenging movements for like, as so I got more specific to the movement, like getting to the squatting, which I did on our duffalo bar. Um, when I got to that, I was also tapering out some of the other demanding movements. So all my recovery resources could go towards that. So I couldn't maintain that and still be doing heavy bent over rows. At, I could, but not at the level that I needed to be. So it's all about taking the you know one of those is i ramping up one one side i'm decreasing the other until i'm just doing at the end of the day the event was one movement so the final phases of the prep was just that movement right people are like wow that's crazy but i it, those last 3 months i was i worked from doing an average load of about 920 pounds per session up to 980 pounds per session with a total of eight to nine repetitions total at that average load not including the work sets that's crazy what it'll do for you so that was one training session but let's talk about the the recovery so to be able to do that there's a whole lot of things and I, I I do a lot around blood flow like movement is king but you've got to be in good position. So, so we're going to talk about blood flow, and we're going to talk about movement. But one of the first things I did is immediately upon that last set, I would be on the floor and I would be doing the the, the movement prep work. So I'd be looking at doing uh, any of the soft tissue releases, things of that nature, to be able to get you know the you know my pelvis orientation is shifted just because of the tightness and things like that. The the you know the pulling. Um, those quads pulling on the pelvis and just like that little bit. So I want to be able to, as I'm walking around to be able to recover, but if I'm, you know, tight and I'm pulled out of position, just my general movement through the, through the day, through the week is not going to help create that, that healing because a lot of it is a neurological as well. And a good, good primary amount of it, honestly. And so movement is a healer, but you've got to be moving well. So with that, I'd also do once a week laser my entire body, looking at those positions to drive what I'm doing from a soft tissue uh, standpoint to to ensure going. Look, okay, this week my my pelvis is pulled, you know, half degree forward and rotated a little bit. Like, what is our plan, and and then follow up. Where am I at? So that we're controlling that. Now we get into like blood flow. So. Um, If I'm only squatting once a week, I'm walking into, I would be walking into a session like depleted, essentially not full, not having the glycogen stores and just the the volume of muscle uh, around the joints where they should be, right? So I wouldn't be able to get as good of a training effect. So so I did uh, a couple uh, blood flow restriction sets during the week. So one was uh, a little bit post and that was a recovery to flush and get everything moving, but also... The, the the day or two before, I would do two additional blood flow workouts, really light. So we're talking 135 pounds or 45 pounds, bars, uh 55 pound. Um, and I would do four to six sets of like 20 reps um, so that I would fill out. And then I would combine that with the use of heavy use of nitrates. So, and I, I'm a big believer in using... Du- dual pathways with that. I actually just posted a video today on my Instagram about, um, the double barrel shotgun approach. I talk it to, uh, to nitrates, but they're going to have a huge impact on being able to fill that out. And this is something people don't realize, um, nitrates and there's study studied back. I actually, uh, cited the sources, uh, in the post I did today. Um, people use those a lot of times as pre-workout only, and it has an effect, but they're one of the items that actually you can develop, you need to develop to maximize the performance saturation. So you actually use it daily, regardless of whether you're training or not, to, just like creatine would, right? Um, because there's some things that are an acute dosage versus those that you need to, to to reach that saturation point. So you do that. And what happens is you walk around this fuller and you'll see it. You'll be more, your muscles will be fuller. You'll be more vascular. And that's going to start having an impact. And then tying that with a little bit of blood flow restriction work to do that. Um, is that so Chris, the, is that is that your supplement for nitrates, or you have a brand you recommend you, what, do you, what do you recommend for that? Yeah, obviously I have one. So I have the only so it's non a lot of people put stimulants with them because they're pre-workout. So I have one that's uh, I'm not trying to push it. like you can find the ingredients and go try to mix it yourself if you want. You're not gonna beat our price, honestly, um because that's what I did is tried to create the best value of in regards to that. but uh, Vaso blitz is uh, the product that uh, that I use for that. and so it's uh, uh it's incredible it's got the just four four straight ingredients in there and uh um so yeah huge uh you can also kind of go that route with uh uh with diet you you won't get as good of effect no, like you, you can to, do it with tomato really, juice. You really love beets
0: right to <laughs> me exactly
2: really love beet juice really love uh, beets. there's a you know throw in a little blackstrap molasses pre-workout time there's a whole like approach but like you'll anyway um so the, so the, the BFR work I, I do obviously is based on a lot of clinical research. There's another method. So I talked about the other session it was actually, uh, right after I would finish the soft tissue work, I would do a post-session. Um, so this BFR is a little bit differently. It's the only passive BFR. So blood flow restriction. Um, and I, uh, we, we do sell the cuffs on our, uh, on our site too, but you can get them elsewhere. Um, but I I would do five minutes at an 80%, what's called the occlusion uh, uh, rate, uh, and then 60 seconds off, and then repeat that three times immediately post uh, each of my training sessions. And so those were all around getting to that point of getting that turnover, getting the recovery, right, moving, affecting the neurology. And then if I need to do any movement work, like, I, like I said, looking at the positioning, then I would be maybe mixing in some of the, we call them correctives, but it's just, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get a adaptive response from that sort of stuff. So I'm not a huge promoter of it, but we do have a, we do have a subscription-based website covering these topics at Kabuki, but um, they can really help with being awareness and bring position. And, um, so I would mix those in based on whatever the needs were, because again, it's another way to move and bring about awareness and engagement of, of the muscles around the body. So people use this, the term joint centration a lot, and I don't think they really understand what it means. Uh, it's kind of, a a, a range in general, but like you've got muscles on both sides of a joint and, and so where we want to be is where we have all those muscles at the proper length tension relationship. So if you've got a muscle extremely extended, so like if you're walking around with your, your chest arched up, all the erectors, everything on the back end is in a shortened condition and everything on the, the other side is more of a relaxed and open condition, right? And so that is going to cause some imbalances and structure. There's a whole lot more depth behind that. Um, when it comes to actually how we load specifically related to the, the torso. Um, but those are some of the fundamental approaches. And then sleep, sleep is a massive priority. So um, I use a lot of tools with that just to make sure I've got good sleep health. So um, you know, I monitor it. I got my aura ring here. I'm looking at the new Apple watch, um, uh, looking at HRV. Um, actually, I've got your newest uh, 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 sensor on the way, um, but constantly looking at all those things. But sleep was, it, it is is huge for me. Like people think, it's like foundational. I don't, so many people like negate that I sleep during that process. I was sleeping over 10 hours a day. Uh, typically I sleep about nine and a half to 10 hours a day. Honestly, even today, um, I have the cooled mattress, you know, set with the different times through the night. I've got the heavy pillow, the heavy blanket, like, um, all these things to maximize that, you know, dark curtains, everything that I can, making sure I get to to bed at the same time every night, I'm waking at the same time every, every, every day, or within that same range, I try not to use an alarm, uh, unless I've actually got like a certain thing, that I got to make sure that I'm awake for, and I don't oversleep, and then not oversleeping. Um, And making sure that you've got the proper deficit so that, you know, that you can quickly fall asleep. Um, So those are all like... (laughs) To, to be, like literally, I squatted once a week the entire rest of the week, the entire from morning to night was focused on recovery. That's like amazing. that, like, yeah. I, like everything. And it was all consuming. Like that's I had to take a step back from my work. Like I had to be in a position that with the companies that I that I could be attending some meetings and 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 you know managing a few things but i was not engaged i was like when i got done and it was like a month later that i finally came out of the fog they're like chris it's so great to have you back <laughs> because i wasn't the, like i was i i was so in this other realm because everything everything you're like it's only one session a week it was everything my meals every day ensuring that like i was force feeding at the time just to get my weight as high as possible um you know it's just like just everything was focused around recovery. I
0: mean, I and then it was, the rest of it was just that.
2: the the eight to nine reps. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. look,
0: I think I think the biggest takeaway is, is something we've, we've, you know, you guys both talk about a lot. People think the workout is the end result or the only thing that drives their results. So they focus on sets and reps, but they yeah. forget on everything else. Like you mentioned, the sleep, the recovery, the nutrition, all of those things are what ultimately
2: dictate whether or
0: not the workout has the right effect a- or not
2: exactly where are you prepared and so like hrv is absolutely phenomenal we and you know we measure bar speed as well so that we can actually see in the workout how so we use most people think about bar speed as like oh moving the bar like speed training and the way we use that is actually to tap into the neurolog where are we at today because we like i have I actually know any given day what i can squat within a couple pounds if i measure the speed of my warm-ups and I'm trying, and so that tells me what is the impact of everything I've done in this whole process, and where should I be at, and where should I be? What's the wet training window I should be in today? So I'm measuring HRV, I'm measuring bar speed, I'm measuring all this stuff to know that what load can I impose today so I can get the recovery, but be able to next week step it up because. Uh, every week, I had to take that from a 920 pound average load to 900. I knew exactly where I needed to be. Right. And so it's all about driving those variables every single day. So I can ensure that I can actually accomplish that.
1: And hey, Chris, i pretty cool. massive. Uh, like,
2: You have to understand like other people, there's like a half a dozen people that have squatted a thousand pounds and there's half a dozen people that have deadlifted a thousand pounds. Nobody's ever done both. And certainly nearly everybody that's done those is about 140 pounds heavier than what I was when I did those.
1: So Chris, you mentioned, and you said this a a number of times, um, you know, body, mind and soul. So we really focus on the body a little bit on the mind, right? Walk us through like when you're getting ready for the event or preparation before, how are you taking them more of the the soul and the mind? How are you preparing those cycles? So, well, a little bit of that is just more
2: like your life and direction and your values and how you want to live as a whole feeds into that. So it's not necessarily workout day stuff, but an interesting conversation around that as it relates to the workout is some of the hardest stuff is the warmups. Because to, to train at that level, you've really got to be able to tap into uh, those areas that, you know, you get that adrenal release, you get like these, these other areas to be able to tap so much more from a neurological uh, uh, area than you would any other time. Right. And you can't, you'll leave those things, those resources depleted if you do that all the time. And certainly if you're just like walk into a workout, ah, right and some people do that they want to get all jacked up and it's actually the calm before the storm it's being able to stay for like when i'd get up my warm-ups 900 pounds 920 pounds and i've got to stay absolutely calm those were the hardest ones because when i tap into that spot go okay it's time for me to be in that mode where i believe that i can accomplish anything that i am you know getting you know i i I use a meditative state and certain keywords and things like that that gets me in this state where my hair starts standing on end, my skin starts tightening. I feel this power start coursing through my veins and everything else disappears. There's just that, and it's a short window. And I've got that maybe for a set or two. Okay. And then it's done. So if I tap that, any bit of that with the 900 or 920, I'm not going to get what i need to accomplish and and here's the thing like get tapping those resources is incredibly emotionally demanding because people don't understand like mental state is really emotions like everything that we do our language and all that is way how we articulate you know what we're feeling and emotion is like the true depth of it and how we try to communicate is via the language but we're still managing our lives and everything that we do based on these emotional and mental states. And so when you get into this heightened state, uh, it will leave you depleted if you're going that far into like that level of, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but if you watch my videos, you'll see it on those big lifts, like my thousand pounds, you'll see me break down crying after it because that's where I'm at mentally. Like it's just pouring out of me and just like depleted. And that was actually one of the hardest things to, to stay and be able to train at that level on a week, by, on a weekly basis. Hey
1: everybody, quick timeout to ask you a question. Have you heard about the Morpheus 30 day recovery challenge? Well, the not so secret secret is how better health and fitness starts with better recovery. During each monthly challenge, you'll get to compete with people from all over the world to win prizes while learning how to unlock the power of recovery. We've partnered with world renowned experts in areas like sleep, stress, mobility, and recovery science to help you level up your fitness, maximize your performance, and live a healthier and longer life. The best part is that the challenge is absolutely free. All you need is a Morpheus recovery system to join. Don't have Morpheus yet? Just go to trainwithmorpheus.com forward slash challenge to learn more about how it all works and how to get in on the next challenge. Better recovery means better results. trainwithmorpheus.com slash challenge. So one of the things that we talked about right before recording, Chris, and that's all, uh, I mean, the state of arousal and how you can control that. I mean, it's, it's astonishing. And you had mentioned that, you know, you've gone from that level of training, right? Yeah. That, that lifestyle to more of, for lack of a better term, like uh, more of a longevity focus, yep. right? So how, how has your training changed? How has your recovery changed? How has your mindset changed? And uh, yeah, fill us in on that shift in your life. Yeah.
2: So there's a lot of people that keep, I, I kept I was saying, when I, I'm done with, when I've done this, I'm done with the heavy lifting. And they're like, yeah, sure. You'll be back with another feet. You'll be, you know, you're going to get bored. You're going to do this. And I'm like, no, actually I'm kind of looking, you don't know how hard this was to like be there. And at the end, I was so looking forward to being done. So you have to understand I'm 44 years old. I've got three kids. I've got a young wife. I've got three businesses. I'm. I got a lot of competitive outlets. I build vehicles from scratch. I'm working on my, as Joel knows, I'm slowly working on my pilot's license. Like I have enough, like, I want to change the face of fitness. I want to change it all the way through its it's integration uh, with, with clinical care. And I have a big, big plan to do that. And it's, it's massive. I'm five years into it. I got another five years of like before even people really see and understand what I'm doing. And uh, that's, that's my big grand goal right now. So my training has shifted to, yeah, living longer, unwinding some of the stuff that I did during those, you know, those last really crazy years or the last 10 years of training. Um, Because people like doing that, you don't do that on an all organic, you know, diet. You don't do it on like people like every every bit, everything must be super healthy. Well, no. No performance athletes at that level are, are are doing a lot of things that are causing damage. Okay, um, let's just be realistic about this. Okay, and and uh, so that's where my training has shifted. And and people are like you'll you'll get bored. Well, the thing is, I know lifting is one way for me to realize and live, or express. It's one way for me to express the values that I have the things and way that I want to live to be able to walk the walk to inspire others to have this competitive outlet and 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 push things to a to an extreme level and see what I'm capable of like all these are things right well I have other avenues of doing that so when that's taken away I'm not lost in who I am and we do see this happen to people okay so so now let's talk about your question training I'm just trying to frame it a little bit here um so my goals with training right now is for a workout to leave me refreshed, invigorated, and to help support you know my long-term health and quality of life. And so it doesn't have to do with the amount of weight that I'm lifting. And in fact, like I talked about resilience is through adapting to de- demand. So why am I saying, well, it's not important how much I lift anymore. I've built so much physical resilience That's going to last me a lifetime. So maintaining it is a whole nother different aspect. So if you don't have that resilience, yeah, you need to learn to deadlift and squat and build up that resilience. But like I have that in spades, my bone density is five standard deviations outside of the norm above. Like I have this, I'm okay. Okay. So for me, it's about maintenance of that stuff. So I want to improve the metabolic conditioning. I want to reduce the time amount of time that I'm training. And I want to feel invigorated. So how I do that is I have simple, you know, 35, 45 minute workouts. um, And I keep the intensity very high. So it's a lot of supersets, giant sets, maximizing time under tension so that I'm in that I'm never off of load. And so a lot of my training, I use our specialty barbells, but I also use our Kratos, which is a flywheel based system uh, that we released a, last, a month ago, but I've been using the last year, as well as our cue bells, which is a, a handheld tool. You can think of a dumbbell or a kettlebell, except it's those and more um, where we can actually manipulate the load on the joint so I can actually let's say I'm doing side delt raises and I want 30 pounds of load, I can do that. And then I can actually reduce the load with never setting the weight down by changing the leverage in my hand. Uh, and then oh, I could go straight to a front or a curl or so on because I can manipulate the load because load, we only think about it as a weight when it's actually a torque moment on the, pl- on the joint. So a uh, torque moment is created by the distance as well as the, the, the vector of the force uh, around that joint. And so I can manipulate that by changing location, uh, of center of mass. So, so now all of a sudden I can do three, four exercises, never stopping. And I can actually change the force curve too. So I can actually get more work in the set, like a, a side delt raise. You're usually only getting this top, you know, quarter of the motion where the weight really kicks in, but I could actually make the weight kick in hard right at the beginning by where I position that weight. And then the flywheel based system. So a flywheel system is continuous, it never stops. So it's very dynamic. So you don't get a rest phase, ever, you can't rest. Um, so it's uh, a flywheel system, it's whatever weight or effort you put into it on the concentric phase, it throws right back on the eccentric and the load. Depends, like I just said, what you put into it. So it's completely variable, more variable than the cue bell uh, handheld weight. In fact, because I can just keep as I fatigue, I can just keep applying less or whatever the movement. So I can set it up and I'll do my strength training. I'll do maybe four exercises, four sets of each in a big giant set. And I'll never stop moving, not even, you can't stop for a second because. The flywheel, as soon as you finish a repetition, it kicks around and starts going the other direction. So you never, you never stop. It's nonstop movement, nonstop load, right? And so I'll train for 20 minutes with never stopping movement. And it's so like exciting and fun. And I get this huge metabolic effect (laughs) at the same time. So I've dropped uh, from 285 down to 230. Uh, My DEXA scan shows I'm below 8% body fat. And I've actually put on, so this last year, and this is uh, like, I, I you know, I kind of alluded to it, Like, but like I quit using massive levels of anabolics. I'm on just a HRT. Uh, I've actually put on muscle mass. I put on, I think it was four pounds of muscle mass. And then understand I'm 44 years old. I've been training for 30 years and took that stuff off. Um, I also mixed in a lot of blood flow restriction work to, again, Minimize the load, but get a greater metabolic effect, a greater training effect, uh, stimulating, uh, you know, hypertrophy as well as bone density and all those sorts of things with a a lesser load. Now, the thing with BFR work, it's highly more effective. It's based on time under tension. So now think about BFR work with a flywheel or with an adjustable variable load in your hand. It, It ramps the intensity through the roof. So Quick intense sessions um, from a food aspect, I just focused, it's not on, I don't manage my calories, I just try to eat good quality foods all day long. Uh, My wife actually makes amazing, go check uh, anybody listening, Uh, so she has a food uh, channel on Instagram um, she's actually, she's going to be on fire masters, the TV show here in a little while. She works for Weber. She works for Piedmont certified Piedmontese, jealous devil barbecue. So, um, she was going to be on, uh, um, master chef, but 2020 season got canceled. She had signed the contract with, uh, Gordon Ramsay, Um, but <laughs> that's what I eat every day. You can see it on her channel on Instagram. So it's, uh, J V so it's Jacqueline with a V instead of an a J V Q U E l i n e and uh you can actually see the tutorials and the food that i eat every day to be able to maintain uh the life that i uh that i have and this is a huge thing i try to push people like losing weight and being lean does not mean eating bland boring foods and so watch i post it i repost them in my story so people can see this like you can have good tasting quality food and be walking around like show prep ready if you want. It's just a matter of how much you eat. And uh so anyway. Man, I'm rambling today.
0: <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> that's good stuff. It, it sounds it sounds basically like everything you've put into the outside the workout piece to get stronger is just being reapplied in different ways and different forms of training to accomplish the yeah and it, feel better and I, better, I work look better.
2: I, uh I do and I, I've always done frequent blood work multiple times a year at least four or five times a year and now I, I do more I'm looking at going these are what this is showing me okay I want to dive a little bit deeper on this so right now I've got a, a fmri scheduled so I can look and see you know do I have some uh hypertrophy of the left ventricle of my, my my heart and what's the plaque buildup in there and where am I because you can do some remodeling and there's things that you can like there's a i have a very like i'm diving deep into all this stuff uh to figure out and how to how to mitigate and unwind of mut as much of that as i as i can
0: right and that'd be an interesting journey because i mean as you know as well as anybody that uh, the the people in the high end lifting community don't live very long for the most part uh-huh. i mean they, 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 there's research showing literally they live you know on average less than the average person which is for multiple reasons yep. i'm sure but to
2: completely Here's that, try to my, reverse my that continuous, my continuous blood sugar monitors right here. Um, so I can just see what's like, I, I'm a data. I, I'm a nerd. I mean, people with like, like, that, that's what I am. So, <laughs> But yeah, they don't. And I don't want to be that. Like, yeah, um, I did. I walked the walk. I proved what I did. And uh, now, you know, my goal is uh, a different direction.
0: How much are you still using out of curiosity, the, you know, the tempering and the, the acuability and all the, the soft tissue tools that you yeah. obviously use? You strong. So I still use those on a daily basis myself and I for everybody to them. And I know you're probably still still doing that. Maybe talk about some of that stuff. I think that's super valuable for people to get into.
2: Yeah. So when I was talking about the, like the, the thousand, like the thousand pound squat, the soft tissue work that we're doing, this is specifically what Joel is talking about is the soft tissue tools that we have, which work in a very different manner than most uh, like foam rolling from a neurological perspective, you're still like on because you have to control your position and be in things. And there's a value in doing that, but it it, it needs to be very specific. So we use a lot of heavy tools and implements that create a, a different uh, a neurological effect because you can be in a relaxed position and then you can also now control the engagement that you want. So um, I'm gonna, I don't want to get too too uh, down, far down the rabbit hole there, but um, but I mix a lot of different stuff with that. Uh, so I'm mixing in developmental kinesiology. I'm mixing in um, some stuff from uh, anatomy trains, you know, f- f- you know, fascial manipulation, all while implementing this, you know, body tempering type effect. Um, but long and short is, yeah, I do a lot of it. Um, I do it all the time. I have it at home. I have the tools here. It It feels absolutely amazing. But I just also want to reiterate to people like, If you move well, you're not going to need those tools. So the reality is you are going to need, because nothing's ever perfect. Your training plan isn't perfect. Your movement isn't perfect, but I don't want people to negate and go, well, I need to do that stuff every day to balance it versus understanding the signals that it's sending. If you're always tight (laughs) uh, in a certain area, it means there's something wrong. You're not it means that your training plan is probably not appropriate in a certain way or you're moving forward. So do the investigation and you'll, now you will always be bouncing against as you try to improve and finding and discovering new things as you push it a little bit further. And that's where the tools become super, super valuable. But then there's also, if it feels good, just do it. Like if you enjoy stretching, I'm not a big proponent of stretching because we can, we can have that argument and does good, but like, if it feels good and you enjoy that then do those things. So they bring that sense of well-being. If you enjoy meditating, do those sorts of, if you enjoy, like, but uh, I just don't want to miss the point of like, these are incredibly valuable tools, but don't be doing the exact same thing for six months that you have to do to fix a problem before a training session. That means you've got some sort of issue going on. Try to understand what it is. And then you can push things a little further. And as you push them further, now you'll find that something you maybe has developed somewhere else as you, as you're, and then it's like, you keep that continual process going. So don't miss the signal, but that's how it would fix, you know, the issues with controlling my pelvis rotation and and orientation and, you know, my gate, like keeping the tissue in a nice pliable fashion where it's not tight and contracted and under tension all the time. So you know, having massive erectors because they're they're on all day and working all the time isn't going to help you in moving massive le- loads because they're also going to be fatigued and or in a shortened range of motion when it comes to stabilizing and not working as effectively. So athleticism is all about not just the speed with of contraction, but the speed of being able to get uh, to relax as well. So if someone so wanted to get like started, a butterfly. Sting like a beat You ever? <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar.
0: <laughs> what uh, if someone wanted to get started with the tools? I know you have uh, you know wide range. What if someone said, "I just want to try this out. I want to incorporate this to some level." What would you tell them to get
2: uh, for you guys I so actually? You have a wide range that people might not know where to begin. Yeah. Uh, the most versatile would be the boomstick. So it's a little bit of uh, the lighter one. So it's 22 pounds, uh, but the end you can use uh, really effectively for pinpoint uh, tissue as well. We have full educational videos. So as soon as you don't worry, you're not going to be left out. Uh, and then like an acu-mobility ball would be a great complement. So between the two of those, so if you put an acu-mobility ball under the tissue and actually pin the tissue between the two, um, that allows you to ramp up the intensity significantly. Um, Some of the heavier tools, like the the pain pill, for example, which is a forty four pound version of that, uh, is a little harder to manipulate, and you can't get into some of the pinpoint areas. But it can make like areas like your lower body a little bit more easier to manage yourself without doing an additional setup with an AcuMobility ball or something like that. So the boomstick and an AcuMobility ball, you can you can do just about anything that you want, and everything on top of that's greater. We've got for people that really get into it, we've got a loadable. Um, this loadable geisha where you can put weights all the way up to like probably 300 pounds in this thing, at least 250 uh, and roll out tissue. And man, that thing is super effective. And then that's where I start playing with the fancy stuff. I kind of talked about with, uh, you know, fascial manipulation and things like that under it, um, which they can just take things to just a whole nother level, which is what I needed to do to pull off the big squat and stuff like that. Um, So um again we've got tons of videos on that stuff um those big ones usually like a gym is getting them or a sports team and stuff like that i keep i keep them at home too some people have them at home but it's uh it's a you know it's a big it's definitely a bigger item and you need plates to go with it but uh, you're not gonna put that one in your car and drive it around (laughs) exactly i think you have those the older like a concrete
0: loaded one Uh, yeah i've got a concrete loaded one i think we've got i think about 140 pounds
2: in there or so yeah that's a really great weight the new one we have the scooped center section that actually form reliefs to roll over your your limb tissues as well Mm -hmm. and then we've got a texture finish on it so that you can so you can grab the thing and do a little twist and that's actually going to pull that fascial tissue one way or the other while you're doing the tempering work and so it's uh Really, really, oh god, it's an amazing tool. I spent probably a year. It's a simple one uh, developing that uh, second version of it that we sell now. Because in mean, stock might come down and get one. Um, I think we do, and I would love for you to come down and show you, like, do some in person stuff with it with uh, some of our, our our clinical folks, so we can actually uh, show you some of the uh, the really advanced uh, tricks. Is, uh, that, with that is that
0: maybe. Kyle? Kyle still down there doing that for you? Yes, he is. Yeah, I love. That. I mean, I think if anyone listening, if you guys have never tried any form of you know, real soft tissue therapy or treatment, self-treatment aside from foam rolling, you're missing out on a huge piece of it. And getting into okay. the, the tempering is, is just a game changer. You, you think you're doing some work with a foam roller, but you have you have no idea what's possible until you really start digging into some of these tools that Chris is talking
2: about. And, and people go, oh, it may be gimmicky this, like you go watch and in, walk into the major sports teams and this is what you're gonna see these guys using. You go into the uh, the Dodgers, into their, 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 their rehab, the benches, the very first tool they have is a boomstick. Ten of them, all there for their multi-million dollar players, like that's the number one first go to, uh, right there. That's that's pretty crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah,
0: and they're, they're they're definitely starting more popular. Obviously, the sports teams and the people that are doing this for a living know about them. But I think kind of your average person in the gym is still thinking about soft tissue work in terms of oh, I roll, I foam roll for a few minutes before after workout and then I leave. But there's so much more to it than that. That's, so much, that's yeah. And, and I would say too, it's not just for. You know, someone who's trying to squat a thousand pounds and is crazy like you, but the average person who just wants to move and feel good and recover faster can make a huge difference yeah. in, in all of those.
2: Well, let's talk about it from a recovery aspect. So I just got through, I really reiterate the the go find your problems message because I just don't want people to lose that. But you can actually accelerate your performance and recovery by using these tools as well. And I obviously did, I I use it for that, but I don't, I I hate being a salesman, you know, like, hey, you know, come buy all our stuff. It's going to solve all your problems. And I want people to know that you can own and manage a lot of your, you, you know, things yourself. But from a recovery standpoint, man, doing a little bit of rolling through the week, like you can shorten your time frame to be able to come back to another session. You can enhance the level of volume that you could fit in sessions. Right. And how do you, how do you improve, you know, athletic, you know, uh, you know, strength will be able to do more work in a shorter period of time. I mean, it's, it's that simple, right? You start packing a little bit tighter and this can allow you to do that. And one of the few things besides strength training that can actually increase bone density.
1: Oh interesting. Chris I'm so well, curious. think about it.
2: so here what what actually increases bone density uh you know the the load but it's actually a bending moment. Hmm. A, a bending moment uh, sends the signal yeah that to the osteoblast that causes or uh that or the uh causes the piezoelectric charge that initiates the signal to the osteoblast to drop the calcium deposits and so on. Um so any bending moment does that so actually having a tempering device on your body increases but i mean it's just straight like you can't argue this because that's the sh- straight bio, that's how it works um and it's basically the same process of how weight training increases bone density as well because the load is driving on that but it's also can create that uh that bending moment
0: i mean if you put a 3 hundred pound gaysha roller
2: on you can definitely see how that's going <laughs> to Bone yeah, I mean, it's changes. not like bending it visibly, right? But yeah. there is that load that's causing a minute change in that. Uh, and then that, it, that that initiates that electrical charge, uh, the piezoelectric charge that initiates the,
1: the process. Chris, for the, the coach or trainer who works with more general population and maybe hearing some of these soft tissue, uh, you know, strategies and tactics for recovery and just better performance or overall results for their clients, uh, they may be timid to start with some of this stuff, right? So what is your advice for, you know, the, the up and coming trainer coach when they're getting started on this?
2: So this is actually really great. And Joel knows this from an adherence standpoint, it comes down to use the tool a little bit yourself and you'll see and feel it. And then all you've got to do is actually show your client how to do that themselves and let them do it a few times. And they will immediately feel the change and start it's like one of the it's one of those things where you tell your your, your, your client to do stuff and you come back and like oh no I meant to I mean you know and you'll find that they 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 pick it up and start doing it themselves or find somebody else hey we're partners let's do this together um so is just give them that experience and empower them to do it themselves and that's what these tools allow you to do versus having um um you know teach and and, and uh yeah that's that's all I gotta say is just give them that experience and let them feel it. Joel, what's you know, think, your thoughts on yeah, that?
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I think it's one of those things. Like you said, because you feel it so quickly, you you feel an improvement and a change. It's something you want to keep doing. It's it's not one of those things you try and eh, I don't really know anything. Like you, no, you feel it very very quickly. Yeah. You will go back to it. I, I'd say, I think our our there's there's a lot of uh, you know noise out in the industry about the massage the massage tools, which you know get, you know the self percussion massages, yep. which have value, but I think you can pinpoint a lot more specific areas. You can get a lot more out of the the Kabuki strength tools and the acromiobility balls and all the things he's talking about, from just a versatility standpoint. You know, the, you can do so many different things with them. And once you start, you know, you don't have to get crazy from the beginning, but you'll kind of like start exploring. You're like, oh, let me try this. Let me let me try that. And there's just endless things you can you can do with it from mobility. I, I'm, movement, I'm still I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 hugely valuable tools. So. I know Chris does like to sell them, but if you if you've never tried any of kabuki stuff, uh, the kabuki tools, go you know, get yourself a boomstick um, and an acu ball and, and get to work. And to his point, there's endless videos. That's the other thing I would say is, you know, I I sit there and look through videos and and learn all the time. There's just endless ways that people can explore them. There's education all of it. So don't don't be afraid. Just get started with it. You'll go from there.
1: Right on. Well, I, uh, I know we're kind of buttoning up on the hour. We want to respect your time, Chris, and, uh, it's been awesome. You've dropped so much knowledge today. We're, uh, I mean, today's recording day is June 16th, 2021. You know, what, what's, what's upcoming for you? Where do you want to send people? Where should they go check you out?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's pretty easy. I don't like to overcomplicate it. My name's Chris Duffin. That's like muffin, but with a D. And you type <laughs> it into the Google or you type it into the social medias and you'll find me. It's not that hard. Uh, on the social medias, I got the little blue checky thing. Uh, so Instagram, oh, Facebook. Like, that, means you're, that means you're a big deal, right? Yeah, that. That's not Chris <laughs> no. Duffin. That's
0: it's like having the a Chris page. Duffin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. I actually interact quite a bit on LinkedIn. Um, but uh Kabuki Strength is follow us. Um, we have free content, uh educational content that we drop on YouTube almost daily, as well as a an educational ca- uh, channel, Kabuki underscore virtual coaching, which is not the main company account. Um, but my main site, I've got links to Kabuki, Barefoot, Build Fast, and I've I've got a pretty cool offer uh that I'm uh if you sign up, you will get it. Um, but I have the free but my book is titled the eagle and the dragon but I'm breaking it down into two different pieces and I will ship you the eagle uh for free if you sign up for the newsletter on uh, on that uh that page and also I'm working on my second book uh right now and there's a lot of tools and stuff that come with that that are going to be sent out uh via that uh that uh, ch- newsletter channel as well so um, that's a I encourage you to go check it out. You're going to get some free stuff. Um, and, uh, so that's christopherduffin.com or chrisduffin.com. Uh, again, I'm sure you can, uh, find it via, via Google as well. Um, my Instagram page is, I, I really like because of how they allow me to or- organize videos. So I've got this incredible, uh, change management series. I think I'm 12 videos deep into it. It's about, they're about 15, 20 minutes a piece, but it's, uh, about, uh, uh, living about, you know, business and life and uh, the the practical tools of how to how to live, you know, live better through that. It's actually kind of a, a pre-release of uh, my next book, The Unconventional Executive's Guide to Business and Life. So awesome. And then
0: more importantly, can people find pictures of the vehicle that you are building? That I saw in your shop the last time, because I don't know what you call that monstrosity, but it was awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, there should be some links uh I'll make sure it goes up on my uh, personal uh, page, the link to uh, the website for that build. Uh, it's got its own Instagram page. So it's the Duffin War nice. rig, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still finishing up the toe rig right now, which is amazing. I've got this, which has a full functional gym uh, off of it, including squat racks okay. and everything that drop off the back of it. So uh, it's actually in one of my recent posts. You can check it out. Um yeah. Yeah. So there's some unique vehicles that uh, that Duffin
0: has and is is making. You definitely want to check those out and see what he's been up to because I don't know how to describe it. So I'm, you're just gonna have to see it for yourself.
2: You just have to see it. Yeah. There's so much one-off engineered stuff that uh, four-wheel steering, tires that you can air up and air down while you're driving, and all sorts of like overrides for it. It's crazy stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. crazy but awesome so i definitely encourage you guys to check that out
0: Even if you don't want to see anything else you got it you got to go see his his rigs because they're they're nuts <laughs> right
1: on. well chris thank you so much for uh for joining us today uh, on this episode of morpheus radio it's been awesome we look forward to have you back on uh sometime in the All near right. future yeah, nice thanks guys chris, talking to you. hey friends don't leave yet we wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of morpheus radio if you enjoyed it and you got value out of it we asked you to do just a couple quick things number one share put on social media if you got value then i'm sure all of your friends and colleagues will as well number two go to wherever you listen to podcasts itunes google podcasts spotify leave us a nice review and we will greatly appreciate it we may even read it on air Lastly, go to trainwithmorpheus.com. You can get more information about the Morpheus system as well as schedule a meeting or join the next challenge at trainwithmorpheus.com forward slash challenge. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.